0: We are doing this every Tuesday. They need to come hang out with Mooch and the Misses.
2: That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. He's
0: his own worst enemy he's creating his own problems you know he's like one of those people who can't get out of their own way
2: I don't want to be one of those it's
0: like kind of Trump um, okay, haters I just
2: want to it. make everyone is a product of their upbringing and their personal loyalties I'm a human being and I probably got overtaken by the excitement of him winning the minute you called me to say boom as soon as I got that boom I called you right back
0: anyway you, you then she lose hit the me. argument all the ladies out there my
2: mother's like why are you cursing so much I'm like ma where do you think I learned it from?
0: We do this podcast. I go into the city. We have dinners together,
2: or we'll travel. We spend time to be together as yes. a couple and a family, and as
0: business partners. And I feel like it really helps us.
2: You still love me? I do. Okay, do you still God. love me? Very much.
0: Okay, I don't know if you. Have, I mean, let's very let much you go my there.
2: liberal hot wife. Our,
0: so our right. guests this week think we're nuts. After that intro,
2: okay, Neil. I just want. I'm just pointing <laughs> out to you, Neil that it's like universal. <laughs> the listeners feel like the introduction is like a like hard fingernails scraping against a blackboard everybody's in the third grade cuz that's actually where the music's from the third grade and it's scraping the blackboard but
3: we'll it's leave like it tiny at
0: that. tunes believe we'll, we'll it or not very say, frightened you know, puppies
3: i wasn't on the right podcast
0: right because it was
3: so long i thought maybe this not doesn't match the
2: title so see even even an ohio farmer this guy is right out of Central Casting, ladies and gentlemen, okay? He's from Western Ohio, built himself up from scratch. He's an Ohio farmer. Everybody say hello to Christopher Gibbs. Christopher Gibbs. Who? Who? Lord Jesus bless you, okay, <laughs> is running against the representative, the GOP representative, Jim the Jordan. Wrestler, Jordan, Jordan, without his coat. I think he lost his coat somewhere.
0: Did you ever notice I that he doesn't wear um, a jacket? No, he part? doesn't
3: wear a jacket. What's yeah. up with that? Who knows? Yeah. You know, but, you know, just just to be clear, we're in an exploratory phase right at the moment for this. Oh, okay, and you're, and certainly not running, the, you're not sure. The intent to move forward, but we want to be data-driven. Okay. And we want to not decide if we're going to run. We want to determine how we're going to run. Okay. And that's what we're doing right now.
2: So, so before this podcast started, you and I were sitting on a couple of couches, and you were recanting a some.
0: Of cou- you guys yeah, kept and moving. we the, the other
2: road. and okay. we we were recanting a little bit of your life and where we are now, and where we are as it relates to the republic right now. So, can we go back there? So back okay, in time? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your life.
3: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a farmer fr- from Ohio. We. Um, uh, started from scratch in 1983, but didn't start out that way. I didn't grow up on a farm. Uh, my mom and dad lived in town with me. I'm an only child, and my mom and dad are blue-collar laborers. Uh, they moved me to the farm when I was 14 years old, and that's where I knew I wanted to be. And so went to the Ohio State University, studied okay. the agronomy. Steady. Yeah, okay. go Bucks, Go Bucks. Yep. Uh, studied the agronomy, came out of there. Um I met my wife, Debbie, there, and we um, started from scratch in 1983 with $2,500, a two-year-old daughter, and a pickup truck. Oh, wow. And started farming. Uh, That was a tough time, uh, certainly. Uh, ended up getting in the management program with USDA and spent 30 years um, administering federal farm programs to farmers directly across the counter.
0: So that was like a desk job?
3: Uh, no, well, yeah, a desk job, I no. guess, inside. <clears throat> you know, when I first went in the management program, it was funny because I'd never been inside before. Right. I'd never had somewhere where I was going to be trapped inside an office for eight hours. Right. And I remember walking up to the first uh, intern office that I was supposed to go into, and I looked at it, and my knees froze. And like said, it was
0: like a jail cell. Oh, my God, right. I'm going to
3: be inside all day. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy. So 30 years there. Um Twenty years on the Republican Central Committee. Grew up in a Republican household. And Anthony, we can talk about that later. When, whenever you want to talk about it. Yeah. But uh, so
0: so that's me. All right. Well. What? What excuse are you going to make now? Go. I mean,
2: she has a good aura, though. I'm you meeting her for the first time. She has a very good aura, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she has a tendency to go nuts on me on certain things. Okay. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I'm just I'm to focus. Willing, That's I'm all. Focused. I, okay. I could am like, I'm like, I'm like laser focused. So,
0: okay.
2: so, okay, so, um, you, you, you worked on the Bush campaign, Jeb Bush.
3: Mm-hmm. No, right? Well, I did work on the campaign. I was chair of the party at the time.
2: Chair of the party. Uh, yeah.
3: Okay. I, I spent uh, seven years as chair between 2007 and 2014. This
2: is the county party, county the state party, party, county, yeah. party.
3: County, county, county party. County party, Shelby County, Ohio. Okay. Um, uh, kind of found myself out of step about 2014. Right. And uh, stepped down as chair. Yeah. Didn't take the, the re-election for that. Stayed on the central committee. Right. But I was out of step on immigration primarily. Right. Where um, I'm a immigration. I believe we need immigration reform. And I also believe that we had our best chance of getting that with the Gang of Eight when uh, Marco Rubio and. Sure. Uh, and that John was a McCain, very moderate
2: in immigration by Yeah, and in the by package,
3: the way, all of, the fa- all of what people want on a wish list, whether it's Republican or Democrat, now was in that bill. Mm hmm. All of the know, above. But, yeah. All of the above. Border security mm-hmm. was there. So, so I find myself out of step where you've got Steve King out of Iowa, and you've got, um, uh, what's the, oh, Ann Coulter, right, being just far right and shrill right. about about immigrants and attacking people's um, internal biases. We call it right. confirmation bias, where, right. it, where an individual says, oh, yeah, those those other people, mm-hmm. right. those folks with brown skin, et cetera, et cetera, right. which, which, which excites in a person's mind just the worst of yes. us. It brings right. out the worst of us. And I said, that's just not me. That's not the Republican Party that I grew up in. I grew up in the Re- Re- Republican Party of Reagan and Bush where— where we talked about diplomacy and statesmanship and American exceptionalism Mm -hmm. and compassionate conservatism. And I didn't grow up in this populist movement that we've ended up with. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to actually 2018. The president starts putting tariffs on agriculture, agriculture products, excuse me, on products coming from other countries which resulted in retaliation
0: uh-huh. to
3: agriculture. You know, those countries came right after our soft underbelly in the United States, and that's agriculture. They came right after it. And it was predictable. And for the, for the administration to, they either didn't know that was going to happen, or they didn't care. Both of them are just as bad. Uh-huh. So I started speaking out about that. You know, as a farmer, I'm looking at this. I said, "This is going to hurt us long term. Uh, these tariffs are going to hurt us long term because we built these markets. Agriculture built these markets over decades. We we went out and we we went to China. We did NAFTA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is going to hurt us long term. And I wrote this piece for my local paper, and I started out with a riddle. I said. Let me tell you a riddle. I went to bed with President Trump because he said he loved me. When I got up in the morning, I realized all I got was screwed.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: When I went to tell the world about 000, it, when I went to tell the world about it, it, he offered me money. Who am I?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I ended up with a riddle Jones. like this. I said, "I'm not anybody named Stormy. I'm the American farmer."
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That set off a firestorm against me from agriculture, from the far right, that I was what we have now in the populist Trumplican party, and it's this, that it's binary. You have one choice. If you disagree, you're a traitor. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's what we've ended up in this populist movement Both sides, populism has, has, I'll say it, has infected our American politics Mm -hmm. on both sides, on the far left and the far right. Mm -hmm. And I define populism like this. Populism is nothing more than a perennial search to find a villain to slay. With never a plan of what to do with the body, Mm -hmm. perennial search for a villain to slay. And what's the example to that? Let's start with the far left. On the far left, who's the villain to slay? It's anybody that you perceive that has more than you do because obviously they cheated to get it. I'm being very facetious. right? Of course. Obviously, they cheated to get it. Obviously they don't deserve it. Obviously they stepped on labor or somebody else to get there and obviously they need to give 75% of it away, okay? Perennial search for a villain to slay with never a plan of what to do with the body. What are they going to do? When they've torn down all of the job creators, when they've torn down all of the people that are creating capital and wealth,
0: mm-hmm.
3: okay, what are they gonna do? No plan.
0: Mm-hmm. On the
3: right, it's much more insidious. The search for a villain to slay, who's the villain? Anybody that disagrees with you, our institutions, the FBI, the intelligence community, our traditional trading partners, Mexico, Canada, Australia, Japan, the EU, immigrants, people with brown skin, Mm -hmm. asylum seekers, they, all of those are villains. So
2: why are they able to do that then? So it's just a a aggrieved group of people in the country, and they decided that they're going to accept that part and parcel? Is that an expression of their anger? We never never, ever
3: want to get into a situation where we're blaming folks for either supporting the president, supporting the Trump presidency, or supporting supporting the far left. That's a non starter. President Trump is not the cause of this. He's a symptom of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you have to realize how populism crept in. Let's start with the left again. Okay. As wealth distribution started to change and started to concentrate at higher levels and others felt like that they weren't participating that sparks the Elizabeth Warren type populism okay it started the Bernie Sanders populism that that you know corporate america is is capturing all the dollars mm-hmm. on the right it's populism started to creep in actually through the tea party the tea party used to be But it's now, that's where populism started, that people thought they weren't being heard by their legislators, and they blame George Bush for that, uh, et cetera. And they can say, well, we weren't being listened to. We've been screaming out all this time. And eventually, we just, somebody came along to, that confirmed all of our own internal biases confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. President Trump walked in and confirmed all of the biases on the right that people just generally hold as human beings.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Is it enough people, though, Chris, for him to win again? Is he going to win Ohio? So goes Ohio, goes the nation, apparently?
3: I think it's tenuous. And and here's why. And, And this is why I'm contemplating This is why I'm laying the groundwork for a run against his, um, we'll call it his lead attack dog, which is Jim Jordan. I'm
0: rolling my eyes. Nobody can hear it, but I am. Mm -hmm.
3: Is that people are just tired, literally tired, mentally tired, and physically tired of the discourse. Because these parties are divided into two fortresses. They're not parties anymore. They're Mm -hmm. fortresses. Mm Mm-hmm and they're just lobbing bombs from one side to the other. And the rest of us are caught in the middle with the shrapnel just falling down upon us. Mm -hmm. And what I believe, and it's in my gut, is that there are people that are, they're always gonna stay in those fortresses, the far right, far left, they're always gonna stay there. But there are others that are just outside the wall and they're looking for a path. They're looking for a way to just get out of the morass to just get out of, just make it stop. Mm -hmm. Just make it stop. Let's get back to legislation. Let's get back to doing things in a consensus mode for people. Right. And Jim Jordan was a wrestler, okay? Legislating is not wrestling. It's not making a pin, getting a point on the board, going to your local or your most favorite infotainment channel, and fomating the audience. What it is, it's building trust. It's reaching across the aisle. It's building relationships, finding Mm -hmm. consensus, which is hard to find. Mm -hmm. I didn't say you had to compromise your moorings, but it's finding consensus. And what's the final straw? Getting to 218 votes.
2: No, I get it, but do these people want to find consensus anymore? It seems like I mean, they just want to destroy each other. Doesn't, here, like, um, there's been no, no legislation exactly right. passed in that Congress of any meaningful significance
3: uh, my, in two years. My gut is, is that, and that's why I start out with people are just tired and wore out. Listen, the populist movement, I agree. I understand it. I hear you. Has there been an inordinate concentration of wealth? in in the country where others felt like they were disaffected? Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely agree with that. Um, Were political leaders not listening on the right when the Midwest was inundated with um, your religion is out of step? Your beliefs are out of step. They're not woke enough. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Your Boys and girls should share the same bathroom. All of this stuff that attacks Midwestern moorings and values, and no one was defending against it. So I get it. I understand populism, right, and I do we not have to, blame.
0: Like, it. Move on and that's, figure that's out That's the right. point. It's, like,
3: t- it's time
0: to we stop. Find the we got to stop. Not, right,
3: right. Okay, we've had our say. We're yeah. populist. We've had our say. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We hear you. So what we, what did you want? Mm-hmm. You wanted to be listened to. You wanted labor to have a, a a voice at the table. You wanted equality. You wanted more fairness. We're in. Let's go. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you do you, do you
2: think? So you're you're saying it's tenuous that he could lose Ohio, or you think he's going to win Ohio? But I'm not going to can... say
3: uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Excuse me, Wisconsin, Michigan, Western Pennsylvania, Ohio. Those are your,
0: right. those are your four that right. you
3: kind of use as a, as a benchmark. Um, he could lose all three of those and probably be even in Ohio. All right. Now, Ohio just elected all state legislature, or excuse me, state, statewide offices from the governor on down, but they're all moderates.
0: Well, that's a good thing. Even
3: the governor—he's a Republican. Oh, you know, Mike Mike Dwine's great. Yeah, he's great. He's a Republican. He, he's a solution-based he's... governor. Right. And, and remember <laughs> what, what, what what I what I told you before when we were sitting on a couch before we before we started the podcast is that and and, and this is when I was Republican Party or chair is what I was trying to put in locally is if you put in good Republicans that are interested in good governance. Politics takes care of itself, but you right. can never put in a political figure and expect good governance out mm-hmm. of it. That's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you put in... And so so Mike DeWine um, speaks to that as a good governor, but he's interested in solutions. He isn't hamstrung to ideology. Right. And that's what we have in the Congress now. Well, I don't know what we have in the Congress now because they, they, they've ceded... Um, their constitutional responsibility to be a separate and equal branch, not only to the White House, they've ceded it to a man, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: one individual. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just emphasize that because I think it's very important. You have
2: a check and balance system. There's been evidence that's absolutely overwhelming that the president broke the law. There's a group of people at Fox News that are doing mental gymnastics to suggest otherwise. Uh, literally, it's like watching the, like the Peggy Flemings uh, or the Dorothy Hammels of mental figure skating. They're doing pirouettes and twists, trying to tell you that he didn't do something that he did. So, the, And the evidence is overwhelming. And by the way, just for people that love Trump that are listening, if the evidence was irrefutable for the president, he would let Mick Mulvaney and he would let Mike Pompeo and John Bolton testify. We'd also let Rudy Giuliani testify under oath in the Congress. But he will not do that, because if he does that, I predict if there are four Republicans break, uh, if it's Romney, Collins, etc., if they break, Trump leaves. Because he will not be able to stand the heat of that sort of testimony publicly in the Senate. He'll have to resign. So I, I, these guys are unbelievable to me in terms of how they've fancied out on the country. So now... What you're basically saying is we have a check and balance system in place and we have a group of partisans on the Republican Party that have actually ceded their constitutional obligation to that check and balance to an individual. Why? Why did they do that?
3: You said broke the law. We haven't had the trial yet. Okay. Broke the law is completely different than what Madison talked about in, or Hamilton, excuse me, Hamilton talked about in what was Hamilton 65. He talked about laid out impeachment and said, number one, it's political process, high crimes and misdemeanors. But he also said violations of the public trust. That's where I'm hooked. I'm hooked at violations of public yeah, trust, broke the law, law. I, you know, I, I don't know. We haven't heard the trial yet, okay? All we've done well, that's is, the, that's is the, uh, violations that's of the public the talk, trust. Fox News talking point is that he, quote-unquote, didn't break the law. Doesn't which which make a difference. Though, which he did. Doesn't make right. a right. damn right. bit
2: of difference. Right. Point, right?
3: Because Hamilton point. laid it out perfectly. He said violations of public trust is under high crimes and misdemeanors. Right. Because what what the others would try to fomate you into believing is that there had to be a crime, okay? Let me put it some something more more specific. If the crime never occurred, then are we going to let everybody that performed attempted robbery, attempted kidnapping, attempted XYZ, mm-hmm. are we going to let them out of prison mm-hmm. now? Mm -hmm. You can't have it both ways. Mm -hmm. So, a violation of the public trust under Hamilton, which laid this out just just right, um, appears to have occurred. Okay? And the Senate's going to have to decide that. If you go to another country and you ask for their help to advance your own political uh, ambitions, at the very least... It's a violation of public trust. Mm -hmm. And individuals need to stand up. Elected leaders need to stand up and say that.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, so so we're we're here now. You are a Midwesterner. You are the classic Norman Rockwellian farmer from Western Ohio. And so, you know, there's a lack of civility, there's a lack of decorum. Uh, the president basically said uh, that Nancy Pelosi had a hard time thinking in one of her speeches because her teeth were falling out of her mouth. You're a classic Midwesterner. Do you find that reprehensible? Do you find that acceptable? I mean, where do where, do you, letter, where, where, do, where it, do you live? It,
3: with yeah. it, it, it's a, it's absolutely not acceptable.
2: Then how do you challenge it? Do you challenge it by going low like he does? Absolutely do you, do you, not. You go high. What do you what do you say? I mean, but that's but how a loser as talks. A, that's yeah. how a loser thinks.
3: As a um, you know what I don't care. I don't care what I'm called. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. I left the Republican Party, by the way. And I'll answer it this way: I, in, I left the Republican Party 30 days ago. Okay. So you, you're, and, if and I'm, you're I'm running. You're going to, running I'm going to be running as an independent. Running as an independent.
2: So you're going to primary him? Yeah. Can you primary him no, as independent? Don't need I mean, do to. You have to. Don't need to. So will there be a Democrat in the race as well as you? So it'll be a yeah.
3: three-way race. It'll be a this. three-way race. Yeah. Okay. But I'm the only one that has a pedigree to be able, in this district mm-hmm. that, that can beat him uh, as come from a conservative side. Okay. A Democrat, unfortunately, no matter what their qualifications are, can't win in the fourth district in Ohio. It just doesn't work. It's gerrymandered out. Okay. So, let me answer your question this way. I left the Republican Party um, a, a month ago and became Which is dependent. that a
0: big deal. It is a way. big
3: deal, particularly when I was in leadership. For so long, and I labored over this right, because, and I explained the populism, and I'm not a populist. So I explained that to you. It's just not me. But I've got a brand new grandson. He's 11 months old. Congratulations. Thank oh, you, and I hope to have more. He's going to take over this farm, mm-hmm. by the way. This is what I this is what I've worked for all this time, because farms you know, in 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 the United States are passed down through generations. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm, I'm a first generation. We started this ourselves, and so it's going to pass it down. I've got an 11 month old grandson, hope to have more. In 13 or 15 years, he and I hope his sisters and cousins come to me and they're going to say, Grandpa, what were you doing in X period? Because I don't know what this period is going to be called, but it's going to have a name, a moniker the, 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 the,
2: the, the Great the,
3: Depression, the, the Trump, S- the, the Civil Trump War, demagogue,
2: the demagoguery of Trump,
3: Vietnam. The civil rights struggle. All of those, we have those in our head. We have them captured mm-hmm. in, in our head because we know the we know the we know the
0: surrounding,
3: know the surrounding right. facts right. of those. They were periods in our history that we could point to.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And we we moved through them and we got better. Mm-hmm. They're gonna to come to me and say, Grandpa, what were you doing during the Trump Whatever period. It, right? Okay. Whatever period it comes up, history will, history will, nationalism. It will, yes. will capture. Be captured. What were you doing, Grandpa? Yeah. And I'm not going to say doing when... that I'm not going to say that I hid, that I sat idle in the fortress, that I threw bombs at my neighbors. Right. I'm going to say I stood up. Mm-hmm. I stood up for something. I stood up for something that was right. I stood up for diplomacy. I stood up for statesmanship. I stood up for American exceptionalism. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if I get my ass kicked, whatever. I stood up and I did something. And I had more guts than I see out of our Republican legislature right now. Amen. Because, you know what? I get it. Representatives should be a prism through which their their people's views Mm -hmm. shine through. Okay? I agree with that. But it can't be... Pure democracy. It can't be just because there's more of these people, we get the we get we get the decision. You just can't put your finger in the air and, right. and test the lid. Well, the you have didn't... to lead. That's why it's a republic. It's right. not a democracy.
2: Democracy is chaos. It's absolute chaos. Well, the, well the, what they what they were trying to avoid was mob rule. That's they, exactly they, right. they, The reason why it's a republic is they're trying to protect the individual rights, and therefore minority, mm-hmm. minority voters, minorities as they're defined in civil liberties, and sure. etc., needed to have some representation and needed to have a voice. That's, and a voice. that's what they so, were trying so to do. That's that implies, why the, when Elizabeth Warren talks about the elimination of the Electoral College, we have to fight her every step of the way because that would not lead to any level of
3: Montana, success in the country. Montana, Utah, Wyoming, Etc. Would all Rhode become Island, serfs? Delaware. They yeah, would exactly. all become serfs. No, they would without have to, the no. Election.
2: What would happen is they would be forced into merging and all this other. Look, look. I mean, not' a mess. It's but gonna but, a mess. but let me let me ask you a different question. So so we're not sure if Trump is going to get knocked out of office or not. Let's say he probably isn't. That's the consensus. He's likely to be the nominee, although I still think there's an opportunity. If we had a couple of valorous people, they, I think they could knock him down. But let's say he's the nominee. And now we have a lesson from Corbynism in the United Kingdom. If the Democrats put up a hard left person, Trump will smice them. But let's say the Republicans put up a Joe Biden or a, or a Mike Bloomberg. Do you think they could beat Trump in Ohio? you think they could beat Trump in Ohio?
3: It better be a moderate, at least, and they better not start out their their stump speech with, under my administration, all fossil fuels are gone. Under right. my administration... It well, doesn't even make sense. Not even common sense, uh, un- right? Un- un- under... Well, but that's what Joe Biden did. Yeah, no, I understand you know, that. I mean, they're... I, they're you know, the other day, I sit down, I, say, I say, you know... there I are mean, all forms take, of Jeremy corbett Yeah, let, 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 me just, let me just take a look at him. Okay, I'll take a look at it In the exact day, this is about two months ago, the exact day, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his, his bio resume, you know, let me get on his web page. The exact day he stands up and he says, under my administration, fossil fuels are gone. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what? I'm a farmer. I own like 25 engines.
0: Right.
3: Right. You know what I heard? What I heard? I heard I'm gonna be regulated out of business.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. what I heard. Right.
3: As yeah. a businessman, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. as a farmer, yeah. as a Midwesterner. Of mm-hmm. course you heard that. Right. So and be- the, the others that are farther to the left of him, they're not going to resonate in Ohio. There's no way they can no, right. resonate right. in right. Ohio. Right. If
0: he's not, then because, they definitely be, because right.
3: l- let me tell you what my what the pushback that I get the most when I when I'm critical of the president, and by the way, if you're critical of the president again, um, you're y- done. there's no debate. You're a traitor. Well, yeah. But would be called an the, unstable nutjob on his Twitter feed if you I, I can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my he, God. Yeah, trust me. Well, he would he hope. please? Would he please tweet me? If he would tweet well, my he, name, he figured out that really it'd be great.
2: Yeah. Right. No, he figured out that he, the the worst thing you do is tweet me. Yeah. You know, he tweeted at me a few times. And now he's like, okay, I better stop tweeting at him because you know I'm 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 going to keep coming at him like a freight train. So, mm-hmm. so he he doesn't want to elevate me. I get that. But let's go to these uh, tariffs. Let's go to this yeah. war on trade.
3: It's a war on trade.
2: Okay. And so, uh, you're a farmer. Uh, tell me what happened here. The 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 money that the president gave you. Mm-hmm. You received money from the president. Absolutely. Right? Okay. So the money that the president gave you. Uh, which was a larger bailout than the General Motors bailout, uh, all caused by him, by the way. But the money that you received after net, that, yeah, is that is that making up
3: for the no, demolition? No, of no, the, it doesn't make up the marketplace
2: that he destroyed.
3: No, and n- not at all. And th- this th- this is the this is the M.O. Um, of the administration is that. They take a position if they hurt someone along the way, they turn everything into cash do a cash calculation, send you cash,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and bing, bang, you're supposed to be even.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's not the way markets work. Listen, for, for your listeners, we've got to have a little bit of history here. Farmers built these trade relationships over three decades.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Starting back in nineteen in, in, in the, in the mid-'70s, okay, Earl Butts at the time was was the uh, Secretary of Agriculture, and he challenged agriculture mm-hmm. to yeah. plant fence row to fence row, And challenged because we were going to have to feed the world. So farmers got busy. And by the late 1970s, as a farmer, you couldn't make a mistake. I mean, it was good. Mm -hmm. Then 1980 came. Jimmy Carter embargoed grain to the USSR because they invaded Afghanistan. And I'll roar roar through this story as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. They, They invaded Afghanistan in 1980, which shut down then our biggest customer, the USSR, at the time. And sparked... The farm crisis of the 1980s, plus the fact that we were paying 21% interest at the time. I, I remember having a $100,000 loan out to put out crops in the, the early 80s, uh, in the organization I was involved in at that time, and we were paying 21% interest. Oh God. So by 1985, we had literally had grain running the streets in the United States. I was with hammer and nails and plywood and, and uh, tuba 4s building temporary storage inside of garages and neighbors' barns just to keep grain off the market by 1985 because we couldn't sell it. So agriculture got busy. We got on planes, trains, and automobiles and we went around the world. And we said, never again are we gonna be in this position where, where, where the taxpayer had to come to our rescue in this kind of uh, situation. So we started making trade deals. And NAFTA was a result of that. It, it came to fruition in mid '90s, '94. But our primary target at that time was Asia, because the Chinese people were moving from lower class to middle class in every country on the planet. When you go from a mid, lower class to middle class, you want to stop eating. I'll use a metaphor. I'll say rice. You want to stop eating rice, and you want to start getting your proteins from what? Meat. Oh, meat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to raise meat and you're going to pay for that because you now have more disposable income, you need something to feed it. Mm -hmm. Hey, pick us. Mm -hmm. We got a deal for you. Mm -hmm. So we started shipping grains into Asia. So agriculture built those markets, all right? And we were bringing money back to rural communities the old-fashioned way, not by the bucket load, not by the truck load. We were bringing money back by the boat load, all right? from China and Asian countries because we were selling grain, bringing dollars back, going directly to to farmers, and farmers don't sit on their money. They get rid of it right away, and they take it where? To the rural communities, hardware store, new truck store, old truck store, fuel store, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so those markets are our markets. So what the president does is comes in, and in March of 2018, applies tariffs to all of our, not only China, But all of our existing trading partners, our existing good partners, Mm -hmm. Japan, Australia, Mexico, Canada, et cetera, et et cetera, the EU, the EU all Mm -hmm. the way down the road and starts applying tariffs. So each one of them retaliates against agriculture, which is the United States' soft underbelly, retaliates against us. Now our products are priced out of the market in their country. So let me tell you about agriculture and trade. 50% of agriculture products generally, and corn and soybeans, I'm talking about what we call row crops. 50% of soybeans, for sure, are shipped overseas, okay? Business plan for agriculture, marketing plan, fits on a postcard, fits on the back of a, of a, a business card, mm-hmm. trade. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. It's what makes rural communities thrive is trade. And now that's adversely affected in a big way. So the president does a calculation and says, okay, we'll just pay you off. I call it hush money. Mm-hmm. We'll pay you off and bing, bang, we're done. Just, just wait. Just wait. We're, we're going to be good. Okay. I, I got these all these trick plays. We're going to have more trade. And we continue to be promised, 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 and we haven't had anything come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So his strategy failed so far. Now, we got, we got the USMCA, thanks to Nancy Pelosi, for God's sakes, mm-hmm. to get that across the finish, which looks like it's going to be voted on. We'll see. But China, we don't have that resolved yet. All right. We got a phase one deal we, we, we hear, but we don't know. Let me give you like a football analogy of the way this thing goes. Agriculture, we we'll would call them the, the ag team. We spend most all our time inside the red zone of the opposing team, which is all of these other countries, all right? And what's the points on the board? It's called trade surplus. Agriculture has always enjoyed its trade surplus. So we're spending a lot of time inside the red zone. Yeah, we get pushed back, okay, but, but then we, we score and we, we're always ahead. We get this brand new quarterback. He comes in. He's got a lot of promise. He's got big hands and all that implies. So he takes the ball, and the first thing he does is he runs it backwards 80 yards, and he puts it on the one-yard line. Everybody's aghast. What am I going to do? Oh no, I got all these trick plays. I got to have plenty of room to run. Okay, fine. So he gets under center. He throws a 15-yard screen pass. Then he goes three yards up the middle in a cloud of dust like my uh, alma mater, Woody Hayes football. And he jumps up and he wants the most valuable player award. And I come running down out of the stands and I grab any microphone that anybody will give me, CNN, CNBC, whatever. And I say, no, you're not going to get most valuable player. You're not going to get an award until your butts clear back up to the 20 yard line where we started. And then we're not going to talk about awards. We're going to talk about you maybe keeping your job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where agriculture is on trade. Because we're so Did far behind. Do you think these farmers will support him in the coming election? That is, that is, so, that is so tenuous. Farmers have stuck with, with the president because he keeps promising, 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 promising all of these grand trade deals. And he's tapped into their... Internal biases and that they've been treated and, right, well, that, 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 that they've been treated poorly. Yes, mm-hmm. he, he uses he uses I call them confirm I use like, uh, subjective descriptors. That's what I call it. subjective descriptors. We've been cheated. We've been run over. Uh, We're looked ignored, stupid. We've right. been ignored. All of those things that are not measurable, but when an individual hears them, again back to confirmation bias, mm-hmm. it confirms their internal biases that, yeah, we must have been cheated. Right, so basically the he's says, playing
0: everybody. The president yeah. says we were cheated, everybody. so apparently we're cheated, mm-hmm.
3: and and the farmers have been sticking with them. But I'm going to tell you where his Achilles heel is. It's farm wives. Mm-hmm. And it goes like this. Now, far be it for me to explain the difference between men and women here, but I'll give it a whirl, so wear your seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> How men and women are, are wired. A farmer says he's going to he's going to continue to support Trump. Generally, they're probably talking to the guy because, as a rule, it's probably the operator's yeah, well, that's probably... A, that's what the polling says. Or probably the male. Okay. okay. Men are very monofocused, all right? You know, they got to plant corn, they got to haul, haul beans, they got to feed the cattle, whatever. They're very poor. Stick with me here. Mm-hmm. They're very poor about watching their flank, and they do not watch their rear,
0: mm-hmm.
3: all right? Women, on the other hand, are in a 360-degree radar all the time. They can see things from 360-degree perspective. And you don't believe me? Think of your mom. How in the hell did she know what I was doing? She must have had eyes in the back of her head. Mm-hmm. When a farm wife looks out over the horizon, <laughs> she wants to see three things: predictability, consistency, and no storm clouds. All right. The administration has failed in all three because what she's worried about is passing that farm down through the generations. She's worried about her kids to be able to go to college Mm -hmm. and have enough uh, dollars to be generated. She's worried about making sure those kids get that farm. She's worried about maintaining that for multiple generations down the the way. Mm -hmm. And she's probably over a 60% chance that she controls the books. She also sees her husband walking the, walk the halls at 2.30 at night, not knowing where their income's going to be and watching their uh, income fall and not having a market because these markets are lost. Mm-hmm. So here's my prediction. You're not going to hear her in front of CNN. You're not going to hear her grabbing a microphone. You're not going to hear her complain. But when she gets in the ballot box, mm-hmm. she's going to take her pen and she's going to use it like a samurai sword. And she's going to start with administration and all the downstream people, and she's going to cut them into sushi bits.
0: Right.
2: Well, that's encouraging. I mean, we could potentially <laughs> could
3: potentially end the podcast right there. Do I speak that's the there, truth? Yes,
0: you do actually? Yeah. Do I speak? I it have said it I'll better. tell you what.
3: It's, it's all, it's, don't be telling me how men and women are wired.
0: Actually, <laughs> no, had it really spot on there. I have to say. I'm impressed. So
3: we we ha- we have to wrap up, but I have to
2: a- la- ask you one last question, if you don't mind. Uh, your and I want you to take your farming hat off for a second and just put your American hat on and your life experience in America in all the greatness of America. Is this going well under President Trump or has this been a national nightmare for the American people?
3: This is not going well. We are better than this. Don't you think? We are better than this. Right. The framers knew there would be discourse. But in my view, I tell you what, I want to see chairs thrown. I want to see insults. I don't care. But it needs to be on the floor of the House and in the well of the Senate. It can't be coming from the top, coming from the office of the president, and lowering the presidency to be able to attack individuals and to believe that that's what America stands for. And I'll end it with trade. When Air Force One comes flying into another country, okay, that's a big deal, the United States of America. It gives me goosebumps Mm -hmm. to see it. We're no longer revered in the world, we're tolerated.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we're tolerated. Mm-hmm. You know who we are. Despicable. We're the crazy uncle mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving where you got inviting, mm-hmm.
0: right?
3: We're tolerated. Yeah. I hate that we're tolerated. We're better than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We're the United States of America.
2: Right. All right. Well, I'm gonna, well I think we should leave it on
0: that. I have you
2: are You are phenomenal. And I wish you the best of success in everything for you're doing. Thanks
0: This is really And
2: uh, a very happy new year to everybody out there. Uh, hopefully you're out there celebrating this evening and uh, we wish you a very, very happy yeah, new year. Yeah, hopefully
0: 2020 brings some good- And
2: hopefully 2020 will be good for all of
0: us. Some good stuff to our country.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours